1: There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. The Around the NFL podcast is curious if they're allowed to make fun of J.J. Watt's clothing line now. Oh, boy. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) Now I'm afraid. From the Chris Wrestling <laughs> Podcast studio, it's around the NFL. I am Dan Hansis. <laughs> ah, that one's from the, the archive. Cost us a trip to London. True story. Um, Dan Hansis here. Greg Rosenthal. And it's that laugh. The great Patrick Claibon back in the studio with us, buddy. And back uh, in this studio, but in this building since 3 a.m. So uh, we respect you.
2: And I... I'm thankful it took, for the that's opportunity. What it took. <laughs> well, no, I, finally. I, I would I could have I would have come in here on an off day. I, I would have come in here on an off day. And to, you've done to spend it. spend time with you guys. I have. You and have. I will
1: again. One of Damn the great it. one of the great satellite heroes, Patrick Claybon. Uh we have this great crew. Um I love the off season. I love how we were able to do it with the Friday show this year with Patrick involved. And I and and this it's it's notable, Greggy. Uh that so much change around us through the years yeah we have this nice core uh it, it makes me comfortable personally i like it i do think about that because there's been a lot of
3: turnover at this company right but you would you would look around us the people uh we're closest to for the most part pat you know we've all been it, we've been here a while now 10 years it's a testament to you guys
2: 10 plus
1: for you Danny i have been here 12 13. I don't know. Okay. To look at hey. dance class. <laughs> yeah, a lot going on. Well, actually, not a ton going on right now, from when <clears throat> we last um, spoke with you on Tuesday. But we'll get caught up on the news, and uh, we'll do some. We're gonna throw out some trades uh, because Greg, the trade tsunami, could be ready to crash.
3: I think it's coming. Not enough good free agents, so I think you can get some good players
1: via trade. Right, and we're having with some urgency. We're doing it on today's show because it could happen. Now, there could be an announcement now during the show of a trade all through next week. Speaking of next week, we're going to have some good stuff. We have Greggy's top 101 free agents. Bang. We're going to go around the AFC and around the NFC. Bang, bang. That's a big week. Is that Combine week? We have the Combine. I yep. think we're doing around AFC, NFC the following week. Yeah. It's all coming up. <laughs> That's fine. Close enough. Um, before we get into the news, I- hey, I want to talk about Dom Dom Capers. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Let's just start here. Um It's <laughs> what everyone's talking about. It kinda is. Yesterday, Dom Caper was uh, Dom Capers, who was the first head coach ever of the Carolina Panthers when they joined the NFL uh in nineteen ninety-five, I believe. He was introduced <laughs> as the uh senior defensive assistant where he will uh, be working scouting opponents and doing works work behind the scenes with Defensive coordinator, Ajiro Evarro? Evarro? Evarro. We talked about this for seven minutes I, I before the we fifth. started.
2: There's so many different pronunciation guides. I, I, oh, I don't no. know.
1: It meant so much to me to stick the landing on that one, and I blew it. I'll trust Greg. All right.
3: I don't. I'm just reading off the 2017 through to, 2020
1: Rams pronunciation guide. And I just want to say, I have a take on the press conference for Dom. Okay. Uh, he's 72 years old. He has a certain follicle strategy that he's using uh, that w- that invited um, a lot of, um, let's say, uh, criticism or bits. People had bits on Twitter. Snickers. snickers. Uh, uh, and I just want to say, uh, listen, Dom, hey, man, it's his life. He He's taken the strategy. uh with, it's kind of a Lego-esque uh, look. Um, I'm not judging him for it. He can do whatever he wants. He's 72. He's had a great life. I have more of a take with, because when they bring out Dom, the Panthers, to speak with the media, it's kind of a it's a cool thing for the organization because there is this full circle nature to it. And he's this guy that obviously um, has connections with uh, the city and the media and obviously the team. And yet when he does his press conference and is speaking from the heart about his career and where it is and where it is now, nobody's talking about that. Everybody's talking about his hair. And it did make me think about, as another example, um, Ben McAdoo. Remember when he got the Giants job and he lost a bunch of weight before he got the job, probably as part of to look good to get a job. Uh, But he didn't have a new suit. So he had the oversized David Byrne talking head suit that he wore at the press conference. And it kind of made him a bit of a laughing stock after that. Um, my take on this is this is a big business. These are billion dollar franchises. Uh, let's get a stylist involved. Let's protect these guys a little bit because they're football coaches, you know? Um, and especially the senior ones let's for Dom as an example, let's put a hat on Dom and be like, Dom, we're going to work with you on this. And we're going to get this in a, a different place by the time we're doing pressers at OTAs. Uh, just work with us and let us take care of this, because otherwise you're going to have people talking about you in a way you don't want them to talk about you. Same thing with Mac do. You're in the New York Giants. You're a Tiffany franchise. Uh, somebody's got to see what the suit looks like, and somebody's got to give him a tailored suit. Mm. He represents the franchise. That's my take. It's, it's an interesting take. Thank you. I, uh, you
2: guys know me. I'm pretty anti-fashion. Uh, My number one fashion take
3: is it doesn't matter. Oh, do you have a nice cable sweater on right now?
1: It's a little annoying because you're such a tremendously handsome fellow that you you, could put on anything and you look good. Some of us uh, have to work a lot harder just to look decent. But- the, the, I just want to say there's some subtext it's a here. A fair okay. counter argument by Dan.
3: But ultimately,
2: um, <laughs> I, as you said at the start, Dom should wear whatever he wants. He can take whatever fo- follicle strategy. I'm a little, the line is very crispy, and we should all aspire to that. Okay, um, I can't get there I- right. anymore, but but Dom is right there. Um, we've been in McAdoo suits, if. People maybe would have trusted that he made the right decision, uh, as Greg Rosenthal said at the time, Mm -hmm. by putting Eli on the bench and putting Gino in. If if changing suits would have made people respect that decision more, then that problem Mm. is on the people. It's not on Ben McAdoo. He should wear whatever he wants. Don can have his hair however he wants. None of it actually matters. It's all just vibes. Uh, We should evaluate people on what they do.
3: So Don has been wearing that hairstyle for a long time, as long as I've seen him. Yeah, it's
1: called it's I call it horizontal and tight,
3: (laughs) right? It looks it looks um, (laughs) like it's lined up, essentially. But I covered the Packers during the 2010 Super Bowl against the Steelers. I was like on the beat where I was covering them each day that week. And I made it my business to get as close as I could to his hair. Sure. Many times. You want to smell it? Just to like see what was going on. And it all looked very like I didn't see any uh,
1: you think it was natural. You're saying
3: I don't think it was because it makes no sense. But you weren't seeing anything thing that would indicate that it wasn't like it looked better is what I was really wanted to get
1: to and more
3: lifelike in person, like a few inches away
1: from it. So maybe his wife likes it. And and just and so if people are curious, because I know I talk about my hair, (laughs) other people talk about my hair. Um, that if I was the stylist... Other the, people talk the, about your hair. The fol- <laughs> it's true. The follicle st- stylist of the Carolina Panthers. When you saw Dom Capers at OTAs, he looked like freaking Elvis at the 1968 comeback special. It would be... People would be talking about him in a totally different way. So, give him a chance to be a hero in that sense. What, what a
3: staff, though, they that Frank Reich's put
1: together. Yeah, when like I was coalition of the willing. When
3: I was mentioning all those wild names last show, I didn't even mention old... Dom. The old
1: name. Dom, 72 years young. Let's do
3: some news.
2: I don't know what you mean by this <laughs> zaddy. I
1: don't know what I'll is. I'll just say this where nobody's underdog.
2: <laughs> That's my man's right yeah. there.
1: C.D. Lamb on uh, Around the NFL, live from the Super Bowl a uh, couple weeks back now. Uh, he might come up a little bit later in conversation. Oh, um, but starting now, let's uh, you know check in with our producer, Justin Graver, who was trapped behind a um, parking gate earlier this morning and yet still found a way to get here on time for the taping. Um, your Tennessee Titans. Uh, obviously, they made that run the last few years, got close to the bowl, never quite made it. And now uh, it's time to <clears throat> let's see. Reload, rebuild, retool, see. retool. The Titans release Robert Woods, uh, one and done wide receiver. He was disappointing with them this past season. Although um, issues at quarterback and offensive line certainly didn't help anyone on that offense. Taylor Luan, who was a mainstay on that offensive line for years, and it appears he is headed potentially toward retirement. Zach Cunningham and even Big Bone Randy Bullock, uh, their (laughs) kicker, uh, all released as the Titans transition into a new phase of the organization. Still unclear what's going to happen uh, with Ryan Tannehill. um, Also, Derek Henry, who I hope maybe comes up later in this
0: episode. Uh, Your thoughts, uh, Justin Graver. Titans were like $23, $25 million over the cap, something like that, before these moves. And now they're about $4 million under the cap. So I think most Titans fans who have been following along knew these cuts were coming. A lot of people still waiting to find out if Bud Dupree will be released. There was also reports that Zach Cunningham was released, uh, the linebacker. So I mentioned that. Oh, yes. Sorry. It's all good. Sorry, sorry. You were stuck um, behind a, a cage for yeah, hours. that was really fun trying to yeah. leave my apartment this morning and the garage gate doesn't open. Anyway, so yeah, these moves kind of they were see, like Titans fans expected them, but still creates a hole at left tackle. You had a backup playing there all last season who's also going to be a free agent. And wide receiver, one of the weaker groups in the league, probably looking to draft somebody there. Don't trade for uh, 30-year-old wide receivers coming off major injuries, NFL teams. I think that would be... The Titans have done it two years in a row, Julio Jones and Robert Woods, and it didn't really work out.
3: Wait, Woods was a trade? I sort of forgot that. Yeah. yeah. And he,
0: like, requested... Huh. Apparently, Tennessee was... What like did a, they give up for him? I think it was a fourth-round pick. Hmm. Not bad. But then he tweeted immediately, free, yesterday. <laughs> And it apparently there's road. like reports that he and Mike Vrabel kind of clashed so I don't know what to make mm, of that it was stuff. A tough season. Yeah. In yeah, Tennessee. You can make the case they had a
2: hole at left tackle when Lewan was there as well.
3: Well, so. he was struggling and injured that contract they gave him ended up being a little bit of a disaster just cuz he Got hurt so much, I don't know whether I should put him on the top one one. Maybe at the the very end. I don't know. He hasn't been able to Unless stay my... on the field. But Rand Carthon has a lot to do. Their new their new GM. This is a rebuilding team. Even though they have the same head coach, like they are starting from scratch uh, almost as much as any team in the league. I'm, I wonder uh, if
1: Greg stop one top one. Oh, don't. Ooh, that's. If you <laughs> so, show anyone, they will take a finger from. Uh, Comes out the Monday, of the Take a picture. Um. Yeah, Luan's only 31. Um, He has a a PED uh, suspension on his ledger. Um, He tore his ACL in week five of 2020, suffered another season-ending knee injury, as we know, just two games into this past season. So he's played only 20 games um, in the past three years.
0: I did read somewhere that retirement was a, a real possibility for him. Has a successful podcast. He said on his podcast this week that his knee is still not right that he still said he needs to get the juice in his knee. And he also said that he would rather retire than go to a AFC South team that's not the Titans. Okay. We've got some breaking news
3: uh, coming up here. He's want the juice ba- in or out of his knee? Right. Based on this situation, Graver, hit it. Hit Ooh, it. Ooh, this could be a great synchronization. Uh, based, based on those juice comments that Justin Graver just gave me, I am now removing Taylor Luan <laughs> oh. from the top 101. Greg. Patrick can see me doing it. He technically was at 104, but he would have gotten in there eventually. Greg, you're, that is your god. Your god. What if, Greg? Horrendous this,
1: use of the breaking news drop. This That's, is. I just wanted to let people if know. If you can't how, be responsible with the drop, Greggy, I thought you were gonna about to say that like Ian was reporting that he's retiring.
3: I mean, sometimes you gotta, you know, I, I, use the drop as a comedic element. I will make
2: the case that Greg making the announcement about Taylor Lawan's not placement on the 101 is more important news than his retirement.
3: Okay, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just so, I heard that the juice when the he needed the more juice that uh, that you got to get off the
1: list. He does have
2: with, a PED suspension, so maybe the juice is a, ooh, is a good maybe product.
1: the juice needs to be loose. Uh, all right, I think that the breaking news drop is sacred, personally, but. Agree to disagree on that one. Uh, In other news, and Big Bone Randy, times they are changing. Titans eat a kicker. The Broncos bring back Vance Joseph after a series of interviews uh, helmed by Sean Payton, the new head coach in Denver. He goes with Vance Joseph, who has obvious history with the Denver Broncos. He was once their head coach, uh, and now he's back in the D.C. position. Other notable names Patrick uh, interviewed for the job, including Rex Ryan, who's probably a little bit annoyed. Rex, I, I as someone who followed Rex very closely, obviously, he went from you know top of the world head coach to now he can't even land a DC job. So I guess back to ESPN with him.
3: Or maybe he'll get back on the campaign trail.
1: He had a lot of success with
3: that. Wait, k- before we move from Rex, can I make one little yes? Point? When these reports come out, whenever Rex kind of does anything, that he's like a really strong candidate in Denver and this, that, and the other. Does he think like being such a media funnel is helping him? I don't think it's helping him. Maybe that's not why Sean Payton didn't hire him. But anytime Rex Ryan gets any little interest from the NFL, there's like four different reporters (laughs) that's like, looks like Rex Ryan is getting this job. And it's like uh, that almost immediately lets the coach know like, oh, this is going to be kind of a – a headache having Rex Ryan.
1: It, it never it just made a, a lot of sense to me. Like It didn't feel like Sean Payton and Rex Ryan, for whatever reason, felt like a good match. Uh, and I also thought like... The Rob re- uh, worked under May- his yeah, maybe it's, for a while. It, maybe it was a favor to Rob. That Maybe that was maybe. always a favor. You know. um, but Rex, I also thought Rex would never go back um, on the sideline if he wasn't a head coach and he's probably not going to ever get a head coach job again. So it surprised me that he was even doing that and didn't work out. But Vance Joseph is there in that position. Justin
3: Graver listens to our show so closely that he was upset that Mark, our good friend, right out this week was not here so that Mark could capitalize on a long standing take that they should bring Vance Joseph back as a defensive coordinator, a take that Dan and I had no recollection of. <laughs> a longstanding <laughs> take? That's what Graver said, that he'd been saying that all season. He said it a
0: few times. I hope I am remembering that correctly because now it's, I'm it's the good one. Good job by you. I wouldn't trust you. these guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you definitely listen to Mark more than they do. Oh,
0: yeah. so, that's not true. You. It's just we have
1: so <laughs> many shows, so many takes. Uh, Justin, I hope you're right on that one. Because the listeners I will. I am having the time of my life. <laughs> the listeners will hold you to it.
3: Uh, let's see. Aaron... Show us how much they've changed in Denver, by the way. Like, you know, it's like, oh, that's weird. He's going back to the place he was just fired. Uh, but there's a different owner, a different head coach. Yeah, it's not a even, the, it's not even the same nothing, place. nothing is the same.
1: Aaron Rodgers has left his darkness retreat. How about that? Uh, <laughs> uh, Scott Berman, who owns Sky Cave Retreat, said Rodgers left the dark room and the facility on Wednesday. Uh Rodgers, of course, is at the center of uh, the offseason scuttlebutt. He is um, under contract with the Packers for nearly $60 million guaranteed if he plays in 2023, but there is a lot of speculation that perhaps his time with Green Bay is over. Even if he continues to play football, we shall see. Um, I thought, <laughs> I don't know why, I when I saw this update, first it's funny that reporters are calling around to different uh, darkness retreats until they find <laughs> the one Aaron Rodgers is at and good reporting uh, by the people involved. Um, But also, I was a little bit, I thought that Aaron Rodgers would be more organic than that. I thought he would find his own cave and, and be in the darkness in a very pure, uh, non-commercial way. So the fact that he went to Sky Cave retreats, that just... That makes me think maybe I want Derek Carr in the Jets instead. That that's it. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) This is the one thing. thing I think that's it. February of 2023. The Sky Cave retreats bothers me. It seems. Yeah, you said you you had a take on this story. (laughs) You almost didn't discuss it, and this is quite a take. I thought, yeah, I thought it was something a little more crunchy, given um, the path he's taken in life. This is you wanted him
2: to go spelunking, kind
1: of. Yeah, I wanted it to be something like a an eternal journey that he went on deep into like the woods. The fact that he just Googled uh, darkness retreats and then got on a private jet and went to this place and then stayed for a couple well, days—you gotta have the person to drop the food into the hole or whatever. Yeah, so it's that it's more than
2: just work. darkness. You're
1: embracing the energy of the universe. This is right for like seventeen hundred dollars an hour. or yeah. something. Yeah, because you have
2: to have a trained professional. You can't just have any darkness. <laughs> you
3: can't just go because <laughs> otherwise, how they get you. you it's only a like room. a three hundred
1: square feet though. That's pretty hardcore yeah so that 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 did bother me that uh, that it wasn't an official
3: um, I might have a similar situation, situation. going on because movers arrive tomorrow uh, and, and I'm moving, uh, but we had ordered a new bed for the new place, and it hasn't arrived yet, mm. and I still have the old place until the end of the month, and I mm-hmm. think so. I might stay in the old place in the old bed because there's nowhere to sleep. In the new bed, but just by Has myself. your lease lapsed on the. No, we have like five more days. So okay. I, I think that is going to be my five day darkness retreat in my y- old house. You
2: could foil the windows <laughs> in the empty house and then sell it as a darkness retreat. That, right? There you, <laughs> go. you just put some astrological information up there and people will flock to
1: it. I, um, when I was living on the Upper West Side in New York, they, it was this old building. It was a fifth floor walk up and loved living there. It was a great place, 82nd in Amsterdam. And as happens, especially in New York, but especially in that area, it was decided that it was going to be sold to a developer who would turn it into a luxury condominium. So we got booted out of the place. And um, I was working at MLB.com on the southern end of Manhattan. And there was uh, I I didn't really have a place to live for like a couple of months. uh, So I had spent a lot of time at my buddies, Bob's in Brooklyn. But sometimes when I didn't want to go through that, I would just like go up to the old apartment that was still Everything was still there. Mm. And I just, uh, the key still worked. And I just slept on the couch multiple <laughs> times, months after our lease had lapsed, and the entire building was empty. It was a little scary, to be honest with you. But I could steal Wi Fi from an apartment across the way. Um, and there was enough light coming in because there were no blinds uh, that it wasn't uh, a darkness retreat. And uh, that was a nice little life hack for the old Zeuser in Manhattan.
2: I would argue you were morally obligated to do that, mm. considering that they took the greedy option and put you on the street. I like that. That was the only way to go.
3: It's a lot of sleeping in strange place content today. Before the show, too, (laughs) Patrick (laughs) talked about how occasionally at the old NFL building he set up uh, a mattress, an air mattress, when he had the 3 a.m shift yeah you, you get in
2: when you can yeah you, ha- you have a, a small child at home not not a lot of sleep there you get it when you can
1: and finally netflix netflix announces a qb series what's it called grave digger is it called quarterback yes see i kind of <laughs> like that it's just like we're not futzing around here it's quarterback um and we'll focus on uh the lives and careers of quarterbacks patrick mahomes that's a pretty good get for the series kirk cousins that's kind of a great get uh, for people that find that guy interesting, uh, <laughs> I I do. I honestly find Kirk Cousins interesting. Not that he's a an interesting guy, right? But, but this. But is, what makes him tick? What is up with Kirk? Cousins? I don't Cousins? know if we're gonna get to
3: the <laughs> bottom of it. I don't know. I I feel like he's. I don't. The less I know, the better. I feel like keep uh, the mystery around Kirk. Well, okay. And Not Marcus that he's an interesting
1: doing. guy. Yeah. You like that. <laughs> I, I want to see, like, the Kirk Cousins who did a gender reveal and almost missed the target. Like, I want to see uh, what's going on at uh, Cousins' mansion. Uh, anyway, Netflix is doing that series, and uh, I like that. I love quarterbacks and getting a, a behind-the-scenes look, especially with Mahomes involved. Give it to me. I I will be curious to see how they handle the
0: Mariota getting benched and then leaving the team. Does Quitting it, mid-season for the birth of his daughter. Or wait, son did they? Or something like that? I I don't know enough about the series, so it's covering
1: them across the season. Yeah, Over uh, the whole season. Oh, the marriage. Ooh. Okay, great. That's we'll pretty good too. I'm all about
2: streaming services doing football content. Uh, get at me. Yeah, mm. H- yeah. hit me up. Connect with Patrick Claybon.
3: He- Although they have a they have a similar-ish tennis one. Oh, all right. They had the F1. Now they have a tennis one, and it's how's that. It's up and down. It took up okay. a few episodes to to get going. I thought Over. it was great. Did you watch
1: it? It's I up. love
2: streaming content. Uh,
1: oh, <laughs> the megawatt smile. Hire this man. Uh, let's take a break <laughs> and we will uh, pitch some trades. All right, mind for cover, It's time for navigating trades and free agency presented by toyota uh greg it is the i just heard um i checked with the associated press this is the fifth anniversary of your trade tsunami column uh and obviously it's taken on a life of its own in the years since it's it's washed it's it's washed over the mainstream at this point
3: it's um only picked up unfortunately like a lot of uh climate change. Like it just gets worse and worse. The trades last season <laughs> at this point, it, it's out of my control. Trade right. tsunami lives bigger than me. And i love the NFL is embracing this, you know, embracing the chaos.
1: Yeah. It makes it more fun to follow in the off season. For sure. Including, uh, when the actual deadline is come, uh, around Halloween every year, it just, you know, big names will be moving. So this will be an opportunity for us to throw out some trades, and just to be clear, these are going to be trades that we believe can happen. They, these are trades that have uh, – they're rooted uh, in a realistic nature. Okay. The rooted – I'm searching for the word. Can't find it. So I'm going to throw it to Patrick mm. to get us going. And when I do think of the word, <laughs> I will probably uh, interrupt you. But rooted in – go ahead, Patrick. All right. So the first trade –
2: and I'm glad that I'm going first because you guys are probably going to think about this. The Atlanta Falcons send pick number 108, excuse me, 109, pick number 8, a 2023 first-rounder and a conditional 2024 first-round pick to the Baltimore Ravens in exchange for Lamar Demetrius Whoa! Jackson.
3: You came off the top rope to begin with. Wait, you have to re-read re, uh, the – okay. so, uh,
1: I need to hear those Let's picks. start the, – the I didn't know it was pick, ending with Lamar. The top 10 pick. Rooted in reality. Reality was the
2: word you were looking yes. for? Yes.
1: Well, not really, but I, that's I, kind of what I was looking I, for. I don't think this is unrealistic. <laughs> no. I don't think it's that unrealistic. I, well, That's the that's exercise, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it's got to yeah, yeah. be realistic. Okay. It's got to be rooted in reality. And, and Lamar Jackson getting traded, as we talked about Tuesday, certainly can happen. Okay.
3: It's the number eight overall pick.
2: Yep. Number eight overall. 109 overall. A first round pick. 109
1: is a fourth runner?
2: Yeah, uh, right. Yes. Okay. A another cause they a first round pick in twenty twenty four and a conditional
1: uh first round pick in twenty twenty five. Sorry, I, I twenty four conditional first rounder in twenty five. Right. Is that tied to uh performance or playing time or what do we uh... we'll figure
2: out the conditions. Okay. It's just
1: <laughs> it's important, it's a first round pick.
2: Yeah. I had to throw in an extra first, uh, because there were the two first for Russell Wilson, uh Lamar clearly a younger player you can't think it's tough to think of a precedent uh, for a player at this position at this age Uh, Lamar younger than Joe Burrow it's like considering the things that he's done and things that he can do well Deshaun Watson
3: got three firsts uh, a third and uh, essentially a a late round trade-up and so you would think that's the starting point it's kind of like the whole Deshaun Watson negotiations is getting in the way of of Lamar in general? Is it, I mean, is of is the it though, Ravens.
2: Because I, I, I know that's, like, we, we look back at what Steve uh, Bashotti said last year, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, and everybody's reaction to the Watson contract was, well, th- this puts Baltimore in a tough position. What put them in the tough position was not paying Lamar Jackson the moment they had the opportunity. And what that signals to me, and the consecutive moments since then, is they don't want to have Lamar on their team and pay him what he's what he deserves. So let's just – let's cut with all this and like, oh, we want Lamar to be here. If you did, you would have had him. It's just like after the fact when Devontae left Green Bay, there was – oh, well, there was this offer and there was that offer. No. It, it's just – it's but not You're there.
1: saying in terms of – you're saying it's not really something to connect the dots on, which I agree. If you're If you mean that they didn't get the deal done before last March. 'Cause once that deal happens, it, it does connect well I think it these quarterbacks I think Patrick, in the market.
3: Right. I agree, but Patrick has a good point that ultimately I believe there are other teams that value Lamar Jackson higher than the Baltimore Ravens do. Which is a little disappointing if you're Lamar Jackson. That sure there are many teams out there and I think Atlanta would be a perfect Uh, landing spot for him in terms of what Arthur Smith likes to do. And I think they they would love it. um, That would give him the fully guaranteed contract in that. I, I think whether Steve Bashotti cares about precedent or not, it does, it doesn't matter if, if there's teams out there like the Jets, like the Falcons that would happily give him a five-year guaranteed contract, then that's his value. And that ultimately like Lamar Jackson can get that. I know, like the teams have players over a barrel with these franchise tags, but I, I really do think that Watson trade changed things, and that quarterbacks are going to get these types of contracts moving forward.
1: Um, good one, Patrick. I like it. You are you are the media entity's number one Lamar fan, and you like the idea of him getting a fresh start in Atlanta as well.
2: I, I just like the guy, idea of people getting paid what what they deserve, and. Like it was less than a year ago, Derek Carr signs this alleged 121 million dollar extension, and that's all of the headlines. Oh, 121 million! Right. He he got seven percent of 121 million. And then fired. Yeah. And, yeah, and so like the the reality of these things are is we float these contract numbers, and of course Lamar and his family and a lawyer are negotiating this deal. I'm where is this request of a guaranteed contract even coming from?
3: Right, we don't know that for sure. And,
2: and so. I don't. I'm just not sure that the Ravens have made an offer that's aggressive enough for for. Because if they did, I, I don't think we'd be having this. There, there's
3: been different reporting. There was one report out there that said the guarantee was around 130 million, which would have been significantly lower than Kyler Murray. I I did uh, Mina Kimes' show this week. She mentioned hearing something that it was more than Kyler Murray, but not fully guaranteed. And then if it's if it's getting that close, it's like just do it. Right. If you're that close, if you're willing to guarantee 180 million, just just go to 230. Like what what are you holding out for principle wise? I, I, I'm with you. I how much
1: think- how much do you think uh, Lamar missing the end of the last two seasons consecutively have led Baltimore to maybe hesitate here?
2: They've been hesitating before
1: then. Yeah, I don't think it has a huge factor. They were, they were hesitating. I think it not have him? a huge factor. He because been I available think they were
0: two
3: years in they, a row. Because when it, most. it was the same deal last year. They weren't coming close to the contract
1: last year, right? Right. But then it happened again. I'm just saying if it's a durability issue, questions about a mobile quarterback, that, you know.
2: If he's Taylor Lewan and he's not good when he's on the field, then I think that's worthwhile discussion. But whoever plays quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens is going to be a human being who's capable of being injured, and essentially most of these things did come you, down to luck.
1: Did you hear uh, my pitch about a sports agency um, last on Tuesday show? No, I um, not athletes first, people first. I like it. <laughs> Let's get people. All right. Let me go next uh, because mine connects to yours uh, because I have a quarterback going to Atlanta as well. Oh, wow. Um, But it's not Lamar. Mm. This team would love Lamar, the Falcons, but let's say that is not an option. Um, You know, we got to get number three out of Denver. We got to get him out of there. We got to airlift number three. Did you see, by the way, that Tariq Woolen (laughs) was doing a podcast, and he said when he met... Russell Wilson he was surprised by first how kind of how he was short in stature and Tariq Wilson 63 but but he also said his body was like a sack of potatoes That this, was interesting to
2: me This dude <laughs> just got to the league everybody's taking <laughs> shots
1: at Russ and I was like Russ will I know Russell Wilson could take you know has been taking a lot of fire really his whole career um but now people are coming for him his fitness I feel like that's the one thing you would never have to worry about with Wilson but he was described by a rookie cornerback is a sack of potatoes. Anyway, I I feel for Russell Wilson. He does not seem like a bad guy, um, and he's in a bad situation uh, in Denver, um, you know, and now you have Sean Payton there who is, as we talked about when the hire happened, he's the boss there now. He's in control of the situation. This is no longer Russland. Uh, remember Nathaniel Hackett's famous line at the press conference.
2: Come on, y'all. Russell Wilson. Holy shit.
1: Um, very exciting. It's crazy how that how recently that was, and things are so different. Now, the Falcons. And this connects with Patrick as well because one element of this, Atlanta has the second highest amount of cap space in the league right now, 56 million. Um, Chicago, by the way, is first with almost 100 million in cap space. Keep an eye on them. Anyway, so we know here's the quick background that connects to Lamar as well as Russ, um, that the Falcons, as we know – Under Arthur Smith, it's a run-first offense. They play in a dome. They're in a weak division. It's an offensive-minded head coach who has a history of salvaging veteran quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill comes to mind. The Falcons are in QB purgatory with no obvious in-house option. You got Desmond Ritter, who, eh, Mariota was a total mess and now is on Netflix. Uh, Last offseason, they traded Matt Ryan to the Colts for a third-round pick. So let's try... Something similar here with the Broncos. Russell Wilson to the Falcons for a third-round pick, 75th overall. Escalators, based on Wilson's play, becomes a second-round pick if Wilson plays 75% of snaps. First-rounder, if Wilson plays 75% and the Falcons appear in the NFC title game. Uh, Fresh start for all involved, and the Falcons maybe, maybe have a quarterback. Mm. This is a shocker. It's a gamble. Obviously, it would be a gamble, especially Arthur it's Smith. not a gamble for Atlanta too yeah, much. Uh, yeah, well, Arthur Smith four? is probably in the uh, – he's year three of a regime. Yeah. Got to probably make the playoffs, and now you're ty- hitching your wagon to Russ. Uh, yeah. But I think it's better than what they have currently. It's, it's a short
3: – To me, it's a short-term solution. It's Denver just deciding we kind of are punting on 20 – 23 not punting in the sense of like we're not going to try to win we could we think we can find a very low cost quarterback that can play as well or better than Russell Wilson and we're going to swallow you know the biggest salary cap pain we've ever had like any teams ever had i think it would be 60 million dollars that Russell Wilson would be on their books but he'd be they'd be done
1: with it it, it be, would clean it would wash over the organization if if internally they're like it, we it's made very a huge similar to mistake. the Matt
3: Ryan trade because that was sort of under the radar. The Falcons decided to take incredible dead money pain just to kind of be done with it, get rid of Matt Ryan and, and move forward. And then the pick that they have to send to me is almost incidental. I, I think uh, they could probably, like if someone was willing to take Russell Wilson, they would take whatever. If it's a third, if it's a fifth, sure.
2: Is, is it, are they I hate really? it for the Falcons. Though, are they really in that, in that much of a need to, to be, to be out of this? I mean, we, we saw the head coach go. Um, he's right back uh, doing doing what he does. Uh, he's going to be involved in calling plays and managing an offense and and all of those things. And so it's it's all Russ. It, it just it took a collective effort for the offense to be that bad, right? And if, if I we're saying that- I don't
3: hate the idea though of like we don't really see him as the long term solution, and that if anyone's willing to give up anything, they would take him. It's interesting, like. It's weird because any team that takes him on, people think, oh, wow, why would you even take on that contract? Actually, Russell Wilson will be one of the cheapest starting quarterbacks in the league. He has basically no base salary, and he would be a one-year kicking the tires commitment where you're paying him, you know, less than what, like, uh, Jameis Winston types are making. He makes $8 million this year base salary, and you just see it's yeah, just sort of a kicking the can. It's through. it's free
2: money. Uh, free money for the Falcons. Let's do it. Hmm. Broncos country,
3: let's ride. I like the Lamar uh, move much better. I want to see Russ go know. to the Falcons. Lamar's
1: <laughs> better. I mean I'm, I just I don't see yeah. any
3: purpose in taking on Russell Wilson at the at this point, but I, I
0: get it from Denver's perspective. I just want to see what new slogan he'll say at the end of press conferences if he goes to another team. I think he I th- I think what we'll see, just the prediction.
1: Sometimes self awareness is not a trait that Russell Wilson tends to possess, but some of that stuff is going to melt away now. I feel like that was a very humbling 2022. Well,
2: I think what changes is the people he's selling himself to. Uh, and, and the people he's selling himself to yeah. in Denver are fundamentally different than the ones that are in Atlanta. Mm. And um, I, so I think it would it would change because Russ, uh, Russ manages a brand, and, like all of these guys do, like Matt Ryan, like the discussion about like how good he was and how happy he was with being benched and how he was going to help. It's like, no, Matt Ryan was pissed off. But, mm. you know, they...
3: They Russ is guaranteed, guaranteed $17 million next year, by the way. That's so nice. it, it's a little bit of a – it's a two-year, $25 million commitment. So kind of a similar contract to one you would give like a uh, – I don't even know. Who is a mid – no one gets those contracts yeah, it's, it's anymore. it's not even – Jameis yeah. Winston, I guess, would get like a two for 25 that you got from the Saints, something like that.
1: All right, Greggy. Mm.
3: Hit us, Greg. All right, mine's simple. DeAndre Hopkins to Buffalo for the Bills' uh, first-round pick this year, which I believe is 29th overall.
1: Okay, okay. (laughs) Interesting. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, okay, he's 30, coming off the PD, but did perform when he came back last season. Bills, we all talked about it, have a need to add some more playmakers. I like it. Did you say first-round pick? Yeah, it's a late pick. That seems maybe a little rich. Do you want to give up a first round pick? I would say second and maybe give back a fifth or something.
2: It's it's all about managing the window though. And we see how small yeah. that that window could be right. and you go from, you know, asking the the corpse of Cole Beasley to come run some routes in the playoffs to putting Nuke Hopkins in the slot. Definitely it, it, it changes a huge things. upgrade.
3: I lo- I love the fit because he doesn't have to be the number one there. I don't think he's necessarily that guy where the whole offense needs to revolve around him. You have Stefan Diggs. Gabe Davis is a a useful player, but putting him one depth, you know, one spot down helps. I don't think the 27th overall pick and that that's what it would be, uh, would be too much for him. Like this is not, it's not just win now, but I think that's totally appropriate value. You look at the players they've drafted in general in the first round. And I know you get these rookie contracts and that's nice. You have to play DeAndre Hopkins a lot more, but it's, it's been Tremaine Edmonds. It's been Greg Rousseau, which worked out Ed Oliver, like Kyrie Elam last year. This is are at the end of the first round. These aren't as great a premium pick and I'm taking bird in the hand. DeAndre
1: Hopkins with that big arm of Josh Allen throwing it 70 yards down the field. It's fun. I would I would do it. I would do it for the 27th overall pick, but I would try very hard to hold on to the pick and see if I can get. Yeah.
3: I think the trade market, and I have, I have another receiver uh, trade coming. I, I think it'll be aggressive because I think it'll cost – that much because I think there'll be competition because there's so little uh, available in free agency at wide receiver. Mr. Patrick Claybon, back to you, buddy.
2: All right. I think I can satisfy a couple of different Hit him things. with the alarm.
3: Run for cover.
1: There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to oh, hide. The sea
2: is retreating. What does that mean? It means there's a <laughs> swell of water on the way. And that water <laughs> includes the Houston Texans sending pick number four. Ooh. Pick number 35. Here we go. Pick number
1: 105. Here we go. And Brandon Cooks Whoa. to the Chicago Bears <laughs> oh, in exchange for the number one overall pick. Thank you, Patrick, for doing that. We could not do this exercise without addressing the Bears' number one overall pick. And you've done it. Can I we just do to. it one more time so I can? I yes. Been 105. Four yep. and 35. Four, 35
2: and 105. And Brandon Cooks. <laughs> Brandon Cooks. I needed to throw in a player because I, I use the Rich Hill, uh shout out to Rich Hill uh, trade value chart, yeah. which Ooh. has been almost identical to the trades that we've seen in the past few years. And uh those numbers get close to working out for me in the Wait, Bears, you mean
1: two overall? Two overall. Bears right. are the first overall pick. Right. Oh, whoops, my bad. Yeah, that's oh, the, and the yeah. Texans have number two. So
3: just to move up one spot, you gotta give up all that
1: you got to be absolutely in love with a quarterback that you can't risk not getting. Do we have any insight that they are in love with somebody? I, I
2: just want a Justin Fields to have a good receiver.
3: Yeah,
1: I think <laughs> – And yeah. I want Brandon Cooks out of Houston. Did we have a Justin Fields trade on this uh, conversation? No, I oh, think yeah. this
3: is uh, – I, I don't think a Justin Fields trade is crazy – For the Bears to consider. They didn't draft him depending on what they could. I just don't think that's a crazy thing to like go through the exercise. He was on with Rich Eisen and said the only thing he would love in this scenario is transparency, like to hear from the team. Yeah. To hear from the team, like what they're thinking. He hasn't yet. And I don't, I unfortunately don't think he will. It's an uncomfortable thing that if they get a Godfather offer they have to think about everything but to me this is perfect for them you move only one spot down you actually still have the option of drafting a quarterback there or entertaining more likely trades for another quarterback moving up there uh and I don't think it's that crazy for Houston to give up all that because some other team will if they don't Indianapolis will. will, or the Raiders will, or the Panthers will, like it could happen.
2: And what it does is it exercises the Trubisky trade demons, and all of that finally goes away, and, and the Bears can be happy. I don't I mean think that it
1: goes to. away until Patrick Mahomes retires, but... I <laughs> mean, imagine if you're the Bears, you get the number
3: two overall pick, and... You get that second round back that you gave up for Claypool, which may be a mistake. You get, it's you get Cooks. It's it's amazing. They you could trade
1: out of the two pick if you're the Bears then. You could keep accruing picks.
3: It is really an amazing situation they found themselves in not being able to win games last year. Remember Bears fans last offseason? Very upset about, like, I remember they were my number one overall pick when we did over-unders, taking the under for mm-hmm. Bears. Very upset about that. They were upset with your power rankings mm-hmm. early in the season. And yet... Uh, now they're in this beautiful spot because they lived up they to lost that. Relentlessly. They were the worst <laughs> team in the league. Yes. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I feel bad for the, uh, and this is going to be surprising to some listeners, but I feel bad for the Jeremiahs of the world. DJ, you know, he's put out mock draft 2.0, and it's just you're in a tough spot because the Bears are almost certainly going to trade that pick, or it's very likely it happens. But they can't, they don't want to, a lot of these mock guys don't want to mock trades this early, so you're stuck. <laughs> Giving, giving the Bears Jalen Carter, the Georgia defensive tackle. Um, and then you have Bryce Young, uh, according to DJ, going to Houston with the uh, number two pick. He calls him the best quarterback in the class.
2: Here's the Here's the dream scenario for the Bears. Let's say they do trade out of one, and it is to the Houston Texans. And then let's say the Texans take the quarterback that the Colts don't want. And then the Colts are going to have to come up to two at that point, and they're going to have to entertain those discussions that they were just having uh, that weren't good enough. Like, what's the price then to get to two? Uh, it could be, it could be all bears. They could get three first-round pick value out of. There is a few absolutely
3: months. a scenario here, assuming they <laughs> yeah. want to keep Justin Fields. But even if they would entertain the idea of trading him, the fact that they're there and this is such a quarterback I wouldn't say quarterback rich but there's four guys that are probably going to go in the top 15. The question of if you go up to 1 though is does young is he that much higher on everyone's list or on at least the Texans' list than than whoever's next whether it's CJ Stroud or Levis. There or is
1: the, conversation is, around this quarterback class that is better than last year but there's certainly. not a quote slam dunk guy that you know will be a big time NFL QB. Ain't
3: that the way. Although it, it you know Colts uh Jim Irsay already sort of thrown it out there that well, this Bryce Young looks pretty good. The one, you know, he threw that out there in the introductory press conference uh, for their head coach, and uh, basically said like we brought him in to develop, we brought Shane Steichen in to develop a young quarterback. So they're taking a quarterback. It's just whether they get their first choice or second choice, maybe their third.
1: All right. Uh, you said, Greg, you had a qu- you had a wide receiver. I do have another wide receiver. Because I have a trade. wide receiver and another one. But why don't you throw out your wide receiver? Okay, mine and maybe is
3: Colts-related. Uh, uh, this one's pretty simple. The tsunami's coming to Indianapolis. Keenan Allen to the Colts okay. for a 2024 third-round pick. The Colts have already uh, traded away uh, their their third-round pick this year. Uh, in the What was it, the Matt Ryan trade? No, what was it? Um, Keenan Allen I don't think is going to have like a super aggressive market as a trade mm. uh, option because of his big salary. But I think if you look at it, he's he's due to make $15 million base salary this year. I actually think he could get that or maybe a little more in Mm -hmm. free agency. So I actually don't think the Chargers will have to cut him if that's what they're leaning towards doing, which it sounds very possible with their cap situation. The Colts can fit Allen in under the cap. Steichen worked with Keenan Allen before when he was back in San Diego. And I feel like he's like the capable, relatively low-cost pair of hands they could use to to pair there with Michael Pittman.
1: I like it. Makes sense. Highly sensible.
3: Yeah, not like a... uh Huge fireworks trade, but I'm—I was kind of trying to look to see like who is legitimately realistically gonna get traded. And I've been seeing all this Keenan Allen might get cut noise, and yes. I'm like, no, I think yeah, a well, team would give something up. Even the, even that contract is not that crazy to me.
1: Can't stay healthy, but he's still when he's on the field, he's still Keenan Allen. Okay, I'll do a wide receiver too. Um, C.D. Lamb. Whoa is not going anywhere <laughs> but uh, you heard uh, earlier he was on around the NFL a couple weeks back in Phoenix uh, he disagreed or was a little confused on the Zaddy line of questioning but he also uh, was frank with us and frankly others on uh, the Cowboys need to clean things up a little bit in terms of uh, their playmaking uh, roster they I want more players around me let's uh, let's listen to a little bit of what uh, CD had to say on our show.
2: You got us surround them, straight like that um
1: on deck yes but
2: look at the eagles and they got three receivers um great tight end group uh they run the ball well a line is very phenomenal you look at san Fran; they got they, they surrounded their quarterback and uh you get you get success ultimately i mean granted we got we got just you know as many weapons but that extra player or that, that that one, all all it takes is one. You know, you you could be so close in that to the to the Super Bowl, and it could be a deciding factor. So I feel like just keeping him, just keeping him comfortable in the pocket, just keeping just keeping him surrounded with you know whatever is production, should I say?
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, you gotta stay healthy. Look at us. Making news. We're news makers. Look at us. Facts. Like that. C.D. Lamb. So he's, he's putting it out there in the media that the Cowboys don't have enough guys uh, to make Dak uh, the quarterback he can be. So, you know, Jarrah. Jarrah likes making splashes. The Cowboys have some issues. They're not in cap hell, but they have work to do to get underneath the cap, Um, but it is possible. For instance, there is a path to cutting Dak Prescott's current cap hit in half and, you know, moving the pain down the line. They can clear money, and they should clear money um, because they also have to bring back Tony Pollard, by the way, Dalton Schultz, Um, but they need that number two wide receiver, just like the Bills, and I, I, I uh, I do like Gallup. Um, but also we just don't know if he's ever going to be the same guy again after that knee injury. Um, so let's go get him a true number two alongside CD. M- Mike Evans. Whoa. Uh, he's 29 years old. He's in the last year of his contract. Uh, the Bucks are steaming toward a rebuild, so it makes sense. Evans went to Texas A&M, your home state, Justin, for better or worse, um, and he uh, scheduled to make $24 million. That's the eighth-highest-paid wide receiver in the league. Uh, but you can make it work. You could find a way, and then you have, uh, hopefully, with Tony Pollard healthy and back on the roster. CD, Mike Evans and his nine straight one thousand yard seasons, Dalton Schultz and Dak Prescott going for it this year and seeing if they could get over the hump out of the divisional playoffs. Mm.
2: I, that's that's uh, the favorite trade that I that we've suggested to me. Can um, I?
1: Oh, I didn't do the terms. Um, second round pick, fifty eighth overall and the, mm. the, the price
2: is great. Uh, and you could Sometimes
1: hear- I'm su- – I, I could be wrong. Maybe it would take a first-round pick. I think like, so. Like what uh, you're saying the Bills would have to give up. But sometimes these guys that are on the wrong side of 30, veterans that are expensive, I think sometimes that takes down the price a little more and everybody's a little surprised sometimes by the terms when they come out. But I would do it for a first well, two. Well,
3: certainly that happened with Amari Cooper last offseason. Yeah. Uh, there you go. He's only 30, though, and he still moves well. I know he didn't have a, you know, a great season. The The only trick, and I've seen this Evans thing out here, is just they don't really save much money by trading him. Like, it, there's this idea that, like, he makes a lot of money, so you, tra- you save a lot by trading him, but it's just not the case because of the way his – Contract structure, so I don't see their motivation unless they got a premium pick. I, I think they are at a point where it could make sense to trade Mike Evans because his value is at a high, yes, relatively. Um, but that's why I just would say they would need more. You got to get that first round, and I think they could get it. I don't see why not. Um, All right, twist on my arm a
1: second and a fourth with a six going back the other way. <laughs> right.
3: One. This isn't exactly like you're the GM, <laughs> but I'm not doing this trade if I'm uh, Jason Light without a first plus. And I don't think that's so that crazy. A, you
1: think there's a team out there that would give up a first-round pick for Mike Evans? Yeah, I do.
3: I, I think you just named that team. Right? I think I think so. And it, it is partly because of the, the money situation. After June 1st, it would be a bigger – trade, but that's like not when things mm-hmm. happen. But right now, it wouldn't really, they wouldn't really save anything from it. So it's like, you, you got to make it worth it. You got to make it worth my while. And once
2: you make the trade, right, you can make some sort of commitment to both Mike Evans and Dak, as you mentioned, and kind of alter the cap situation, that number 26 pick. What are we getting at twenty six? Mike Evans isn't there at twenty six. Mm. Mike Evans might not right. be drafted. I would do
1: it. <laughs> I would do it. But uh, as uh, this is not you're the GM, but I would try very hard to hold on to that pick if I can and see see if we can make the move and and the and the Bucks maybe they're like Jason Light's like man I love second round picks so <laughs> I love them. <laughs> see, these are the they're thing cheaper. I like I got pl-
3: team control. I like good players, yeah. and this is a fallout from what they did in the Tom Brady era is they did things to create space, like adding three fake years onto Mike Evans's deal that, Don't really exist; they're void years. Mm -hmm. But push this pain so that if they wanted to make this trade, they're not really saving anything because of everything they did uh, a year ago. And it was worth it. It was they
1: hoisted the Lombardi. That was the whole goal of the Brady trade. You Eat the pain. This last year wasn't worth it, but they—you know—I don't blame them for doing it. Sure. Uh, We have anybody else have another one? Oh, I got a couple. Because I do. All right, let's do one more. Let's take a break, and we'll do one more each.
0: We love our quarterback. All right.
1: One more time around the horn. Claybon. Let's get it. The Seattle Seahawks in the
2: 51st overall and the 83rd overall pick in the 2023 draft to the New Orleans Saints in exchange for Cam Jordan. Oh. Okay. Like that. Who's uh, got one more year on his deal. Yep. Uh, the, the Saints, as Greg pointed out earlier this week. Um, Wanted to try to save money on Derek Carr, like during their their interview before he was mm-hmm. going to be a free agent, and it it signals to me that they're they're finally starting to worry about these things, and we're going to see some long time New Orleans favorites in other places. The all
1: time sack leader yeah. of the New Orleans Saints, uh, um, I believe maybe he started to show some of his age last year. Maybe he's not the same dude, but he's also a guy that would it surprise you if he went to Seattle and had eleven sacks next year. He Seattle is the, the type of
3: team too that would give up good value for a player like Cam Jordan. I think if the Saints could get that, they they would do it. I I'm like gonna, that one. I'm going to set a second-round pick, too. How about that? Okay. What well, we got? We're going to Green Bay. Darren Waller to Green Bay for a 2024 second-round pick. I don't know why it has to be 2024. I don't think they have it. In a 20, uh, 2023 second-round pick, in a 2023 fourth-round Mm. They were reportedly offering a, a premium pick, according to Ian Rapport, at the trade deadline for Waller. Considering there were reports that they offered their second for Ch- Chase Claypool, but were topped by uh, Chicago, I'm just going to guess it was this second round pick. Now you can get it for Waller. I think the Raiders are motivated to trade Waller, and I think he will be traded this week. Off season, there's already been little little bird droppings I've heard that that he's kind of out like there. Like poop,
1: like bird droppings. I don't know.
2: Are are the birds dropping information or are they defecating?
1: <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> uh, Darren Waller, he recently signed a contract that made him know. one of the most, or if not the most, highest highest paid uh, tight end in the league. I don't know. Like uh, I know he was hurt a lot. Some I don't know. Sometimes it feels like I don't know if he's a little disinterested. And you have Josh McDaniels there. It doesn't seem like that
3: staff, and it's interesting that he got that contract. But there might be a disagreement here in value between ownership and and the coaching staff. It's a good, it's a tradable contract.
1: I think. Where's he going? I'm sorry. Green Bay, Green second Bay. and a fourth. And you do that move regardless of if it's Rogers or Love, because you got to yeah. give the whoever it is they need another help. weapon. They there, need yeah.
3: they need pass catchers no matter what they're doing.
1: Uh, still young, still young. Darren I like Wolf. that. How about another trade involving a second round pick? Derrick Henry, I checked with my uh, official uh, Titans insider. Only one year remaining on his contract. That is a very tradable contract, even if he is a highly paid running back who perhaps isn't the same guy he was um, two years ago. But still, Derrick Henry, I think, has a year or two in the tank where he could be a big-time contributor, especially if he's in the right offense. How about this? Derrick Henry... To the New York Giants, mm. who wow. are boxed in a little bit here with Saquon uh, or perhaps don't want to give him a top-of-the-market running back contract and have the Daniel Jones uh, deal to take care of. You, you, you tag uh, Daniel Jones. You let Barkley go to free agency, and another team, in your mind, overpays. And then you trade the 57th overall pick. Maybe you can make it a third-round pick. Let's see what's going on. And you get Derrick Henry, the final year of his deal, in, I believe is his age 29 season, and you can then uh, figure out if you want to keep him around beyond this upcoming season. So you keep Daniel Jones. You you can decide whether Saquon Henry is at a wash, is it one way or the other, but you still have a big time running back for a team that loves to run the ball, uh, and you don't have to give Saquon a deal that you don't feel comfortable with. It's essentially like giving... Derrick Henry the franchise
3: tag instead of Saquon. Kind and you of, give yeah. up a third round pick for and him then because you, you get, have you one, one year like. $10 million which is a a fine rate for Derrick Henry. Yeah, no, it's it's
2: definitely you get a good player uh, for for a great value. My question would be, if you need Derrick Henry as you needed Saquon Barkley, <laughs> right? Why not just tag Saquon if if you have to have a generational running back? Because you don't to pay Jones Daniel Jones. Awful. You don't you <laughs> so want to give forty Daniel million
1: dollars. <laughs> you don't want to give a hundred and some odd million dollars to Daniel because you're not quite sure on that either.
2: So it's going to be another Lamar. If if you don't want the quarterback, just let him go. Right. Like, I it, do. Well, feel, I Lamar actually,
1: and Daniel Jones are very different cases, though. Well, but, they could be making the exact yeah, they, they same amount of money paying. though this they year. They might actually
2: is, pay Daniel Jones, so maybe they, that's different.
3: I, I was thinking about that. That Dan. There's at least a, a chance Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, and Lamar are all making the same amount of money next year. Which, if you had told me like a year ago, uh, would have blown my mind. That that would be a wild move. I I I think about timelines with them. Are they thinking they are trying to win? right now because that that is sort I of think a, so. a win now they just move. played
1: in the divisional playoffs and whether yeah. or not we take them seriously i'm sure they feel they're going to be ready to contend in the nfc next year and it's a it's an aggressive move but one that i think doesn't set them back it's not a huge gambit in terms of giving up the future to get better in the present um i think they're gonna have who's who's on that roster running back behind um saquon right now gary Brightwell wasn't Matt Burrito. They yeah, have he, was, to, he was there. They they're going to have uh, to put it this way. If Saquon's not there, they're either going to have to go get somebody uh, or draft a guy uh, in the first couple of rounds, I would think, that they could feel good about running the football with. They have to address running back, and maybe this is, the, maybe this is all a bunch of bunk by me because they're just going to bring back Saquon because they have the guy already, but maybe it's not that simple. I think simple. he's going
3: to get paid a lot of money, Saquon Barkley, and I do think they'd be looking maybe to go cheaper, but that might be using a second or a third-round pick. At running back. Interesting. I interesting. think Henry would be a fun, uh, in a very realistic. Can't you see him trade, with the Giants? I can't quite see him with the Giants this year,
1: but I could see him getting traded. Is it Gravedigger? Yeah. Uh, given what we, what just happened with the Titans and where they are organizationally, like, isn't this the, this is the time to move a 29 year old running back with 97,000 miles
0: on the odometer. It's time, right? It's, it's not like his value is going to get. Higher from here, he has a $16 million cap hit this you win year. You the Super Bowl
1: next year, Justin?
0: I don't think the Titans are winning the Super Bowl this year. So why would you have season. a nearly 30-year-old running back with trade value? Because
1: right? he
2: could eventually be the franchise's all-time leading rusher, and it's kind of cool to have him playing with one team. And maybe people in Tennessee like to watch Derrick. That is play football. All well, true,
1: be, but that's all very nice. I agree,
0: but it's not. But really it's a business. business, business. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would love that. They would save Patrick. $7 million against the cap if they moved Build the a statue him. for the oh guy. My I love
3: him. Here's the thing it's not our money. Right. <laughs> like,
0: well, well there, there, there is I'm... a
3: point where it's good business to have a team that doesn't alienate your fan base. And they, they could blow it all up, get rid of Tannehill and Henry, and they might, but that, that has they its should. own risk to it. As <laughs> They as
1: alienated the, the fan base when Tex- they traded
0: A.J. Brown. Yeah, yeah, the Texans, I they know what have like money, right though. now, to have your fans like, well, lose interest in you for two or three I, years. I wouldn't be upset if the Titans had to go through a miserable 2-15 and 15 season to get the number one overall pick next mm. year when Caleb Williams is coming out. Mm. Just throwing that out. Out there, Sometimes. but I don't know if the Titans like Mike Vrabel is not a coach who's like, Yeah, let's just do a year of losing. That sounds fun. Like, he, that's not how he he's doesn't seem coach. like he's that
1: dude. I hear you on that. So, Wait, can I
3: throw out one more? I know we're, we're supposed sure. to, but it's spicy. Oh, it's spicy before oh, gets spicy. Wait, but can I just, just to yeah. put a
1: bow on that? So, so, do you and what Patrick's saying is certainly there's merit to it. Like, the idea that he's one of the greatest Titans ever, set every record, give him the stature, retires a Titan. But in terms of the short and long-term interest of the team, do you want him on the team week one?
0: I think the Titans... If they can trade Henry for a second-round pick, they should do that. But it's also the same team that, like, locked Steve McNair out of the building in, what, like 2003 or whatever, and then he went and signed for the, with the Ravens, who you was mean, a was... huge rival at the time. Totally different ownership, management, and everything. I know. I'm trying to think where fan base it? is Where the would same be a fans. good uh, home for... Uh... The Cowboys. Cut Zeke. Don't re-sign <sighs> Pollard. I actually could see that. Henry to the Cowboys. Oh, like it's, I see Buffalo. him going to,
1: yeah... Uh, An interesting, if they trade him.
0: Cincinnati, cut
1: Joe Mixon, get
3: Derrick Henry. Be weird. All right, go ahead. Okay, sorry. Jalen Ramsey, who I really do think is going to get traded. So does he. (laughs) (laughs) To the Patriots for the number 14 overall pick and Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne Get thrown
1: out
2: of the building. Finally
3: We're free. I mean, he's under contract. I think he's a useful player. I think he's better than what the Patriots uh, have shown him to be. Uh, so yeah. you, you might as well throw him in. Ramsey's not going to cost as much as he was uh, to really get jailed, in Los yeah. Angeles. But man, doesn't he fill that, that Stefan Gilmore big physical Ty Law type of cornerback? Sort of at a discount. This is when Bill likes to swoop uh, in.
1: Welcome welcome to the Patriots.
3: It team.
2: it does it does make a whole lot of sense, and it feels like it's going to happen now. Yes. It, it's going to be Jalen Ramsey in a Patriots uniform. Everybody's going to – it's like, oh, wow, we, we slept on him because he got beat those five or six times with this guy's – He actually man. had
3: a pretty good season. Who, who, 14 overall, I think, actually could get it done potentially. Who
1: pooped on Detroit and said, why would you go from L.A. to Detroit? Who said that uh, when the Jalen Ramsey uh, – Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, like – Why would you go from L.A. to Foxborough in a non-Tom Brady era?
3: Well, in this case, he he on some level doesn't have a choice.
1: Yeah, uh, You
3: know, he signed a it's nice contract. It's not the contract. sexiest
1: franchise in modern times.
3: No, but uh, he, he signed Did a big... Did you watch the game on Monday? A big contract. <laughs> Maybe he, you have to give him a little extra, but he's due $17 million this year. That's the thing with these long contracts is they become very tradable. And you might be incentivized to give him a little short-term bump to make him happy. Uh, but his next three years, he is only due... 46 million dollars which is you know a great contract that's that's uh the contract that carlton davis got essentially last year they're probably gonna
2: do it and
3: be good i i kind of don't get why the rams feel like they have to but i get that they don't really have another avenue to get picks and they feel like they
1: maybe need that now i know you said patrick that you know he got beat seven times but he's actually still great the rams are interested in trading him. maybe they're some of their self scouting is like maybe it's time to get out before we can't get out on this one. Well, the thing is, I
2: think Jalen Ramsey has extra years that we may not consider because he may not be playing corner for the rest of his career. Like he's going to make that transition at some point, mm. and I think that's kind of started a fine to already. Place to yeah,
1: do it. yeah. I can picture Jalen Ramsey orchestrating a trade and being on the Dolphins or something. I, I feel like he would. Seems like a guy would like Miami. I don't know. The cold weather. Jalen's kind of a Hollywood dude to me, I think.
3: I just see him in that Darrell Rivas one year in New England, Stefan Gilmore. It's just like that. that's what Bill likes. I'm just thinking Bill's type right. likes the big physical. But guys like Darrell and Gilmore versatile. went there
1: as veteran guys yeah. to get rings. That's not who the Patriots are anymore. They don't have that lore sure. in terms of free agency and, and the trade market if these guys control where they go a little bit. Fair.
2: But to Greg's point, Jalen doesn't really have a choice in this, in this aspect.
1: He's, he, he can control, he's got ways of doing things. Remember how he got from Jacksonville to L.A. That's fair. Because he pulled up in the Brinks truck at training camp. He said, <laughs> I, w- I would like to be compensated. Yes. And Tom Coughlin was like, no. And he got, he got everything he wanted. I think Jalen will get what he wants. Sneaky 29. I don't know why I'm surprised that he's 29. He's been around a while, though. All time. Hall of Famer?
3: Yeah. Now? You need a couple I more? Mean, years? I mean, yeah. I don't know about the now thing, but let's say he doesn't make any more all pros in his career. He already has more all pros than some cornerbacks in the
1: Do you, in He's the Hall of Fame. So you're saying he's his salary is manageable. Is that where you think New England should be spending the bulk of their offseason money, their piggy bank? Or should it be on I offense? I think he'd be a
3: great pickup for most any team. There might be sure. something, and I don't know if it's personality or what it is that I just get the feeling that Jalen Ramsey helped the Rams get a championship become a great defense and they feel like that relationship was great and that like that maybe it ran its course for whatever reason because otherwise I don't understand why they would trade him he still seems like he's playing at a high level three team first time uh first
1: team all pro that's that's a good start the top headline on ESPN right now is out of the darkness Colin Rogers exits Oregon facility. They just know that's gonna <laughs> get love. SEO masterpiece. Oh my god. Uh all right, that was Navigating Trade Season and Free Agency presented by Toyota. Those are good ones. I think I thought we did an excellent work today. And I don't I don't want to, you know, naval gaze on that level and pat ourselves on the back Barry Horowitz style. But I really do think all of those <laughs> trades make sense, and I would be surprised if um, not one of them, if we, we go over whatever. I think one of those trades will happen in some capacity. That's not, my not just
2: makes sense. They're also fun. Fun? They were fun. And that is, that is, Except the Jalen Ramsey one, because I don't like the Patriots. Right.
1: I think there's an irony also, Greggy, <laughs> uh, to the tsunami, which is a horrific act of, uh, of it's malice. It's tricky. It's a little tricky for the brand at nature. this point. Uh, and yet, it's so fun for us—the uh, tsunami—in the—in the context of professional football transactions. Isn't that interesting?
3: <laughs> <laughs> It—it's crossed my mind when I send send out like a celebratory uh, <laughs> gif of an actual tsunami, and then think this is something wrong here, and it's a problem. It's a but problem you don't for stop, the tsunami. You know why? Because
1: it's good for the brand.
3: I might stop now. Now that I <laughs> put this out there. I had to Google Barry Horowitz <laughs> but, I mean, by the way. Wave a wave
1: is a fundamental motion. Horowitz, one of the great uh, Jewish wrestlers of all time. Had never heard of him, but uh, I think he, he actually he had a Star of David on his shorts, like he was, or a necklace. He was like uh, one of the great um, uh, ham and eggers of the '80s and early '90s. He was he was always defeated, but he kind of had a little swag to him, um, and the real ones know what I'm talking about. Horowitz. All right, that's it. Patrick, you've done beautiful work with us. Thank oh, you. Thank you, guys. Are you going to sleep now? How does it work? Absolutely. <laughs> I'll we be asleep you. in moments. We'll be back next week, Combine Week, with Mark Sessler joining us again. Till then, he the call.